Sox. White Sox. Go, 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 go. Call your sons, call your daughters. Holy cow. You can put it on the board. Yeah. Yes. It's a perfect game. Renato, grand slam. A White Sox winner and a world championship. Jimenez, he's your hero tonight. Thanks, Cubs. The dynamic duo of Herb Lawrence and Chris Tannehill. Those two are like a tag team, you know. Come with me to Southside of Chicago. Hi, this is Jim Tomey, and the best White Sox talk is on Locked On Sox Podcast with Tanny and Herb. Hello, and welcome back to Locked On Sox. My name is Herb Lawrence. You can follow me on Twitter at Ecknerwall23. Chris Tannehill is at Chris Tannehill, and our show is at Locked On Sox on Twitter, on Instagram. And thank you for making Locked On Sox your first listen every morning. Locked on Socks is free and available on all platforms, including Locked on Socks on YouTube. Go there and subscribe. 312-566-8727 for the voice messages or Locked on Socks at Gmail for your emails. Chris Tannehill, how you doing? You know, I'm doing just fine, Herb. It is the top 21 moments of 2021. Our list continues on here. We'll have a show posting late night here on Thursday night. Then we'll have a show posted to end your week Friday afternoon. And uh, we'll get into the the final 14 moments here. We'll do seven more tonight and seven tomorrow. Finish off our list. And then, oh boy, Herbie, next week it's getting real because your guy, Rick Hahn, is going to speak to the media tomorrow afternoon. So we will recap that at length all of next week, depending on what's said in those in that you know uh, press conference on Zoom. I'll be on it. Um, you know, hoping someone asks the tough questions. I won't ask the tough questions. I'll just hope just someone. Ask him, I'll just uh, bitch somebody, about it. I'll please. just bitch about it if somebody doesn't. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to think. I mean, James is there. No, yeah, it'll it'll, it'll be fine. I mean, what what else do you want to know? All the coaches are coming back. Tony was out there uh, at Bulls practice saying he's going to be back, and you know, it just everything is seems to. I just you know, I guess we can we can talk about this a little bit before we get into the list. We might as well set the stage here. Before we have a chance to listen to Rick Hahn speak, what do you hope this uh, news conference tomorrow afternoon accomplishes? Like, what are your uh, questions that you're looking to get answers to uh, from Rick Hahn tomorrow? If he has the autonomy to go and seek out players for this team, free agents, I mean, understood, we might have a work stoppage. CBA expires that's understood oh you just made my stomach hurt because how many times is that going to come up tomorrow like the allu- a couple times. Allu- allusion to the work stoppage you know obviously yeah. there's things that you know out of our control blah blah, uh, blah. it's gonna uh, suck <laughs> and so all i want to know is does he go to jerry and say i want this player this player this player and you need to give me or can you give me a certain amount of money to get these people some some actual autonomy to pick the players he wants and needs for a championship caliber team. Otherwise it's another wasted year. I don't want to run a team back and just roll the dice. I want to put my team in the best position possible to win. And I want to know if Rick has that ability to do that. As I always say, I criticize him the most, but I believe when Rick is allowed to do his thing, it's one of the best GMs in the game. Yeah, I would agree on that. Um, you know, I don't think we'll ever truly get an answer to that, the power structure. 
you know, it's it gets back to the Chicago Bears with their collaboration. You know, when when no one is taking responsibility, you know, uh, for the good or the bad, you know, then everyone is kind of protected, right? So I think there's uh-huh. kind of a situation with the Sox that's similar. Um, you know, so I don't know if we'll ever get clarity on that. I, I really hope we do. Uh, but all I, I'm looking forward to, I'm not asking for a lot from the Recon Presser tomorrow. All I want is an honest assessment of the team, why Recon believes the team failed in the postseason. Um, I want to know if, because if, I tend to be on the side of don't make any crazy moves based on what happened in a four-game stretch that just so happened those games occurred in October. Uh, I, I just want to know what when you take a look at the postmortem of this thing, what are, what is your honest evaluation of where this very good team and how they can get better? Like, what are the weaknesses, and are you willing to address those weaknesses? Like some of your bad uh, first round draft picks, are you willing to make upgrades in those areas? And and are you really trying to win at all costs this season and not kicking the can down the road? Uh, be that with player development, be that with finances or whatever. I, w- I just want to know that. Like, I want the honest assessment of the ball club, and I think he will provide that. Uh, and number two, I want to know what the hell happened with Craig Kimbrell. How was that uh, situation bungled? Who bungled it? Uh, how did he break? And how are you planning to fix him? Maybe they announce tomorrow that they're going to pick up the option and they can talk about the things that they're going to do uh, that that can fix Craig Kimbrell. I would love to hear that because so far the all the early signs are pointing to, oof, gonna trade his ass, get his ass out of here, and that that means that you don't have any trust in your infrastructure. You don't trust Ethan Katz. You don't trust anyone else in your pitch labs to to get him fixed. You don't trust the rest of your coaches. So that's a big red flag to me. If if immediately they're talking about you know a trade a Craig Kimbrell transaction that results in him being traded, which will not happen by tomorrow, I don't think. But it, I think it's a good sign if they say that they're picking up that option. You know, I know that question will be asked. I don't think they'll have an answer tomorrow. But those are my two big things because quite quite frankly, you know, I'm still pretty high on the team here, and I just I just want to know if they saw the same things that we saw and. It, and if it sounds like maybe Rick Hahn is going to not be aggressive, because I still think they should be aggressive, even though this team is very good, they're still very flawed. And it's it's a it's a really good roster, but it's not an excellent roster. And you got a little push now from the Tigers, who signed Tucker Barnhart yesterday, so they're already getting better making these transactions before the you know uh, supposed labor stoppage here. So you're getting a little push from the teams below you. So. Are we just not going to settle here? Are we going to try to build ourselves not only the best roster in the division because they already have it, they can just show up, roll into uh, it's a Glendale and have the best roster in the division. But mm-hmm. do they want to build the best roster, not only in the American League but in baseball? That that's what I want to know, and I want to know how they're going to go about doing that. Are, are the finances open? Is the checkbook open? And are they going to be aggressive even though they're already in the top ten for payroll? And speaking of that, Herb, we'll take a quick time out here and we'll talk about a dream target for the White Sox who has opted out of his current contract and is becoming a free agent in 2022. We'll tell you who that is next here on Locked on White Sox. Locked on White Sox is brought to you by Bet Online. They're back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website and sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKED ON to receive your bonus. Taking a look at the early lines for this Bears Monday Night Football 
football matchup in Pittsburgh against the Stellars going down November 8th, Monday night. Right now, the Bears getting six and a half on the road in Pittsburgh. Right now, the over-under is set at 40. So if you're taking an early look at those lines, you've got a great opportunity to move on it now at our friends at Bet Online. From basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. It happened, folks. Nick Castellanos has opted out of his contract with the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, Sox fans are salivating. Uh, he had a slash line of 309, 362, 576 in 2021. And uh, he had $34 million on the table with two years left to go, but he opts out of Cincinnati, making himself a free agent. And boy, oh boy, let's just get it on record here, even though I think we've addressed the question several times. And even when when the question hasn't been asked, we just rant and rave about how much we love Nick Castellanos, even going into the uh, 2021 offseason, uh, you know, last year. So how badly do we want Nick Castellanos and why, why, why do we want him so much, Herb? It just seems like the perfect player to complement what the White Sox already do. Yes, some would say the White Sox are very right-handed, and yeah, whatever. But I don't want to fix a problem just because with a with handedness, just because the guy's left-handed. We've seen a lot of left-handed right fielders for the White Sox as of late. Even though Lurie Switch had it left-handed, same thing with Lamb. Same thing we have with Gavin Sheets currently. All those players are not as good as Nick Castellanos. I don't care about the handedness. I care about that slash line you just read. I care about the man being 29, still in his prime. Isn't that wild? Isn't that wild? It seems like Nick Castellanos has has been here for ages in the major leagues. You know, he was with that – you know, young Tigers team, like with mm-hmm. Avisail and when Miggy was still in his prime winning Triple Crown awards. And like Nick Castellanos has been there the whole time, and he's not even 30. JD Martinez for a little bit. Yeah, too. boy, how do they, man, that's it. Baseball is cruel, isn't it? How do they never win one? You know, <laughs> they had the, they had the Kenny Rogers World Series, but, you know, and of course, 06 when none of those guys were there, but they were there twice and, uh, and never. Didn't, couldn't walk away with it, you know. That's that's frustrating right there. But anyway, <laughs> but but Nick Castellanos has been here for a while, and he's still not even thirty yet. I think he still has his best baseball ahead of him because now he's a smarter player, you know. And this guy is just—he's a—he's a leader. He's got that grit to him that I want. Uh, he's a good clubhouse guy. He plays with an edge. Uh, but not one of these hardos who plays too hard and grips the bat too tight. You know, he's just—he is really the perfect player when you talk about, you know, not. We know the defense is problematic at times, but the, the, the things he provides offensively and in, in, in the clubhouse, I think, far outweigh uh, the negatives on the defensive end. And yeah, I, I I want him badly, Herb, for a lot of reasons, and I think he would be a great fit here. Yeah, and for his brief time, he was with the Cubs. We got to hear and see him often and he just sounded like a happy-go-lucky baseball player his whole thing about every day and being uh opening day why is today not opening day (laughs) prove to me that it's not (laughs) well your record well that well that's only if you believe your record you know it's kind of the mentality like um if what has happened is a memory and what's going to happen is a thought, you're taking yourself out of right now. 
So in that case, every day is opening day. You know, sometimes you would see that was being cheesy, but I believe that he believes that. So that makes me like him even more that he fools himself every day and says, why not? Why is not today opening day? Tell me why it isn't and I'll believe you. And that mindset of, okay, today's a special day every day of the year. And if he goes to bat with that, I'm good with it. He seems like he's got progressively better ever since he left Detroit. Like when I when he was in Detroit, he was good. He just killed the Sox. Exactly. But I never I was like, okay, this is one of the best players. And when the Cubs got him, I was like, good job, Cubs, whatever. And he came over and he murdered the ball. And he's been murdering the ball ever since. So I'm I root for the guy. He seems like a salt of the earth guy well when he came to the cubs i think the biggest takeaway that that i noticed with him is how much he raised his game like the what what, what year was, was he with the cubs was that 2018 2019 yeah 2019 you know that was a core who they're trying to squeeze every last drop what was left from that championship core and you had guys that had already proven things but you saw they were starting to rest on their laurels a bit so they inject castellanos into that clubhouse and immediately he produces on the big stage and you could tell he thrived and he loved every second of playing in front of a packed house at wrigley field and you could tell some of the other guys in that clubhouse were kind of just like man this guy you know like they were they, yeah. you could tell they kind of were taken aback by by the fact that joe madden adored him so much and he adored that every day is opening day mentality and all these these guys with, with the uh on that core of the cubs team then you could tell they were kind of looking sideways at him but that's not a, a knock on castellanos that was oh this guy's a gamer and he wants to win in the worst way and he took his game to the next level and even though it could have been a small sample size or whatever but just immediately put him in that lineup on the big stage he just got big hit after big hit after big hit when he was with the cubs in 2019 so i believe that this is a guy who can only get better uh, when he's playing for a winning team so hopefully uh, he's high in the White Sox, you know, priority list. I know he's not a perfect player, but sometimes it's all about fit. Like, how does this guy fit into what you're trying to do? And sometimes these these are these moves that are made are not always flashy, not spectacular. You know, this isn't signing Carlos Correa for four hundred million dollars that A Rod's got him getting. This is just signing a really good player for a substantial amount of money that you know probably won't make a lot of waves nationally but this is a guy who I think could be a perfect fit in 2022 and I hope they're doing everything they can to uh, to evaluate that when they look at their evaluation of of the season and what went wrong and how they can diversify their offense and maybe hit some more balls in the air you know and uh, improve their contact rate so yeah man uh, he's very high on my wish list and I, and I hope they make a run at him here yeah, they'll be perfect fit for the White Sox. I would love, love next Castellanos and the White Sox. It would prove to me the White Sox are ready to go because that, I think, would be over a $100 million deal. This is probably his last deal. He just turned down, what, $18 million for the next couple years for from the Reds. Maybe that's because of the Reds, but he's yeah. probably not going to accept less than 20 25 when he is on the open market, whatever, whatever he can command. Like he has said, he is still in his prime. He has a couple more good to great years left. And we see other players playing well into their thirties at a high level. So I would not be hesitant to offer him a four-year deal. Not at all. And if he wants to put a couple of those player options in there, more power to him. I want him to murder like Albert Bell a murder for the White Sox. I want him to murder like he did for the Cincinnati Reds and got those opt-outs and got out of the deal early. So let's look at his numbers here the past few years, Nick Castellanos, just to see, you know, because that 
that money doesn't scare me. You know, I, I've always said on this show, if you are trying to be at the big boys table of, of the baseball greatness and, and, and be amongst the great teams, you're going to have to shell out a deal where maybe on the back end it doesn't look so great. And I have no reason to believe why Nick Castellanos' game uh, will all of a sudden deteriorate once he hits age 33 or 34, you know, because he's not he's not a player that relies heavily on speed, so the defense is going to be about the same, you know, and you're not going to ask much of him, so you're only talking about the bat, and you look at someone like Jose Abreu who kind of proves that, you know, you can be well into your 30s and still, still be a productive offensive player. Uh, he hit 34 home runs for the Reds last year, and I know it's a hitters-friendly ballpark, drove in 100 in the uh, shortened season of 2020, he had 14 bombs. 2019, bit of a down year. A couple down years there. Um, it, well, actually, it was split. Yeah, so he had uh, 27 home runs between the Cubs and the Tigers, so that's pretty good. And then he had 23 in 2018. So he kind of found uh, his power stroke a little bit in his later years, which I think profiles really nicely for a guy like that. You think maybe he can uh, focus on that part of his game a little bit more and drive the ball out of the ballpark as, as he knows uh, you know, the fact that, you know, home runs are important. Ball go far, team go far, as we always say. So I, I really do hope they take a shot at this guy. The OBP, you know, a little bit of a down year OBP-wise in 2020, uh, only at a 298 clip, but then a jump back up uh, to uh, 362 OBP in 2021. So that was probably just a, a blip because, you know, ordinarily he's about a 350 uh, on base guy throughout his career uh, in his prime year. So it's a guy you want on your team, man. And it's a guy who can shorten his stroke in the right spots. And he's not a, a, a type of hitter that sells out all the time, but he's just a, a good hitter and a good clubhouse fit. And again, I, I hope we're talking about that's the first uh, big splash the White Sox make this offseason. Although this is a guy who owes it to himself to shop around a little bit. Like this may be a guy that you may have to wait for, Herb. And you, you could be. With this labor stoppage, you know, everything is going to be predicated on this labor situation. But you look at what's happening already now. I know Tucker Barnhart was part of a trade, but maybe you're seeing guys who don't want to deal with this. They don't want to deal with what's going to happen with the labor situation, and they don't want to wait until May of 2022. That's five months from now. If you're talking about that's when opening day is going to be. They don't want to wait till then to know where they're going to be living. So I think maybe for a guy like Castellanos who just wants to win, if the White Sox make him that offer – you know, 20, 25 million a year for three or four years, uh, you would think that, that that's a guy who would jump at that, right? Like, you know, just err on the side of being aggressive here and, mm -hmm. and don't sit here on your hands and, and, and you know, wait for the offseason to play out because so many things are going to happen here and it could get really ugly. But it would be nice to go into Christmas knowing that you have already made your team better. I think that would uh, make us all, you know, breathe a little bit easier here going into uh, into the holiday season. Oh yeah. Um I don't know if they would do that. But we, yeah, we hell, know they won't. Let's, <laughs> let's just let's be different. Let's 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 use this year and the pandemic as a thing to remind us time is short. Nothing is promised. We need to go and get when we can go and get. And so we need to do different things than we've been doing for majority of this team's uh history. So what better time? What better time than now? He's one of the different guys too, right? 
So he would maybe sign a deal before the the whole CBA expires. That's he's what like, I mean. Yeah, he's not bu- he's not built like everybody else. Like yeah. this guy has has not won a ring yet, and you could tell. Like you know, he's he's not getting any younger here, and you could tell. Like this guy's just a, a natural born winner, man. You know, uh, and and I think you know teams have not won be you know because he was on their team. You know, like it, your team can only benefit by having him there. So hopefully the White Sox will be aggressive there. We'll take a quick timeout preview tomorrow's show next here on Locked On White Sox. All right, later on today in the noon hour, we are going to release our final show of the week, and it's a little bit jam-packed, very very condensed, a lot of stuff in tomorrow's show. We're doing our 2021 top moments, and we had our best moments 21 to 15 on Wednesday's show, and we're going to continue on and finish our list tomorrow in the noon hour and provide moments number 14 to number one. So 14 of the top 21 moments here to finish off our list. That's tomorrow's show on Locked on White Sox. So for my partner, Herb Lawrence, I'm Chris Tannehill. We are Locked on White Sox. Thank you for listening.